Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, the team buys an X copy, hopefully. We are actually on this episode live because of when we're recording and when this drop is happening, going to be talking through our hopeful Ability to buy the X copy dropping on March 24th on the Nifty Gateway. Andrew, how's it good? Just, uh, you know, watch, been watching this drop today. It's been good. There's been uh, a few different parts to it. The addition that we're looking at is still coming up here, but it's the final part. And, and it's been exciting to watch some pretty big bids on some of the auction items early on here. Uh, they were an addition of six, an addition of 12, I believe that edition of six was a, I think the minimum was about 70,000. Sorry, I lost track of that one at the end. Let's see. Have you been watching this as along the way, George? I've been looking at it and I just to take a step back, explain what's going on. Niftygateway.com is one of these NFT platforms that is a much, much more curated experience there. I'll just be honest in the past, I've been a touch critical that some of the drops there just lack community behind it and community is what drives marketplace values has been pretty thin secondary on a lot of general pieces though they are able i will say this very able to bring in amazing artists and i'll just say an x copy is something that i thought was beyond my general purchasing power so we have our eye on one in particular the max Payne open edition it's max Payne and friends and it's very much in style of glitch art x copy that is really emblematic of, of one of these art movements and I, I'm, I'm excited about it but andrew i'm already breaking one of the rules that i claimed i wouldn't of buying a piece that is one eth i claimed i, I would only buy you said, that i believe you said over one ETH. so i think you may technically be okay mm. here and I, even on and i'm gonna go a little further here on nifty you're gasless oh until you get it out right. You've got to, you got to pay something to get it out of the, uh, the wallet there. But uh, it's a, this is the first time I've heard a lot of people talking about Nifty Gateway in a while. They do get a lot of big artists still. I was kind of looking through some of the recent drops, but it seems like people were really excited about this one. And Xcopy is an artist that a lot, it's just everybody seems to know beyond, even if they're just into maybe PFP, NFTs profile picture type projects they still know the name x copy they recognize x copy a lot of people still don't have it don't have a piece from him so this is one of the this should be one of the biggest mints that he's done maybe the biggest there has been some criticism about the one eth price and it, it, thinking that it's maybe too high looking at what's out there right now the cheapest four piece is about three and a half ETH, i believe and that's that's an addition of 600 from NFT boxes that was done last year. So, you know, I, it is an expensive mint. It is also uh, quite a bit lower than what 
the market is uh, priced at right now. I understand why people think it may be too much, but there are, he did, it is, a, it's an artist that has proven he'll come back to pieces and, and will deliver value and, and doesn't forget his collectors. And so to clear it up a bit more, an open edition means that as many times as humans click mint, I guess bots too, but as many times as mint is in a window of, in this case, I believe it's going to be 10 minutes and it's going to happen in seven minutes, by the way, <laughs> let's keep an eye on that clock. But in that window, as many times as humans click mint, that is how many will be in the marketplace. Is that correct? Yeah, that's how they do that open edition. It's not my, my favorite thing uh, to collect and, or, or mint just because you don't know how many will be there at the end. And as you, it's, there's been many open editions that have left people without much of a secondary market. I don't really expect that to happen with this one. I don't think that it's going to be a piece that will see a sudden rise in value. But I also think that if you're looking for a long-term hold for me, an artist that will be uh, considered one of the artists that really was leading edge of going into NFT art, I think it's a, a good play there because there's still a, like I said, it's still a pretty high priced artist to get into otherwise at three and a half ETH. Yeah. And I think it's, I just, I really, I'm excited about it, but I also acknowledge that here's what will likely happen. And I think it will be interesting because the listener can go and currently look at what is Max Payne trending at on OpenSea or on Nifty Gateway, because it's weird. It'll be a dual market uh, as well. And there's going to be a lot of flipping and some FOMO. I wouldn't be surprised to see the price actually dip below mint. I would be a little surprised to see people dip below mint because it but I think the people that are knowledgeable of Xcopy one understand that place and are likely wanting to hold it. Like the, my problem is that like I'm locking up this money for a very long time because I want to hold it. I just, I'm excited about holding this particular artist and I respect that he has proven and conducted himself in the space, sort of giving access to previous holders and really just maintaining a style and consistency of work where you can look at a thing and that is an X copy style in the same way that you can say, like, oh, that is in the style of Monet. Oh, I get it. This is like an impressionist style. And so it, it checks a lot of those boxes, but I wouldn't be surprised if later on this maybe drops down and I'm, I'm emotionally prepared for it because what we were talking about the other day, what would you buy and hold for three years? Like something like this, probably. Yeah, absolutely. If we had a chance to, to do that with or put one ETH of that five uh, towards this, it's something that I would absolutely uh, be willing to hold. So I think one interesting thing that we haven't talked about here with this drop is that it's some of the earlier parts um, that I alluded to earlier, people that were holders of an earlier uh, Nifty Gateway mint of his, it was called Afterburn. There were two pieces, two parts of that Afterburn and Guzzler. Um, so you could take an Afterburn and enter that into a drawing. So there are about 870 of those afterburns before this. You could enter any one of those into a drawing. If it was selected, it would be burned. And in return, you'd get a green version instead of the red version that was common in the 870. So it's a more limited edition version. So then it's reducing the supply of that initial piece too. So then the second part of this still coming up here is that you can take two of the afterburn editions. It may actually be going right now as we are speaking. You take two of these afterburn editions and burn them for another open edition. Um, it's actually three different open editions. You can select one of three and 
get any one of those three if you do burn those two. Of course, you lose the two of them, but you get a very exclusive piece by doing so. As we're recording this, the uh, floor price for those afterburns that's been going around six and a half, high sixes, low sevens. Um, so it's a pricey piece. So burning two of those is a big buy. It should be passing some of the value to the new piece, but that's a lot to do. So you're also putting it all into one piece then. It's an interesting Terrifying. drop, but it, <clears throat> as you're, it is an example of how he is coming back to old pieces. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this open edition used in a similar manner for a drop in the future where you could maybe burn pieces or somehow reduce the supply of these so that it's not a, a huge addition for it. Yeah. And I think you were speculating, hold on, two minute warning, two minute and 50 second warning. Ooh, Let's not talk all through right, this. Thank you. The over under that you said, you think 5,000 of these things are going to be minted? It's, it's a high number. I don't know. It's a number that I heard. It was listening to it at Twitter spaces. It was a number they were floating around there and it didn't seem far off to me when I started thinking about the demand that is out there. I was looking at some numbers today of what I could put together for X copies secondary market. I've found that there's about 25,000 ETH that's been traded on secondary volume. So a lot of that, I shouldn't say a lot of that, actually a small number of that is this one of one, one of one work, which is on super rare. A good number of that has just been purchased originally and then held by the original minter or purchaser, I should say it's on super rare. The, the artist typically mints and then sells, but sorry, but there has been a lot more, there's been a lot of trading. It's a good mm -hmm. secondary market. It's a. It doesn't, the prices don't dip much. Just looking at it over time, it seems like the, the interest is growing. So I would not be surprised to see it go that high. It's, I know it is a, All right, a so you're going to take the over, I'll take the under, but you realize we're talking about $15 million in a minute. Yeah, I know that is, and it's 10 minutes. I hope that I'm high on that one. I just, because I want to, I'd like Are to you sure you're all set up on bit. nifty. You have to get that prepaid ETH in there. It's, uh, I've it's got a little that, tricky. I've got and they that block in there, certain yeah. cards. They're like, oh, sorry, no capital ones. Go, oh, it takes five days oh, to verify. Uh, you, can so, move, you can send ETH from a, from a wallet as well. Correct. You can send yeah, ETH they have in. done, so that's, I will that's say, a lot of work. They've done a lot of work to improve the UX at Nifty for actually integrating with the rest of, you know, crypto interfaces and, and wallets. And like, hats so where off, are we so here? We got to take a look we, at that. We got 42 <laughs> seconds. You're going right. to refresh the page or not refresh? You're going to wait for it to happen with one day. I, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a ton of experience on these nifty gateway I'm, sites. I'm a bit of a nifty expert. I'm go ahead and refresh. I don't want, I don't get caught in the page cache. Because I really like, the other game is like mint number, right? So, oh, well, you know, what mint number do you get? So if you're not first, then you're like, oh, don't want the hundredth or something. or Very large graphic at the top of this, at the top right. of the screen Three, when you do refresh. Here. Two, one. Mint, repaid ETH, my alarm going off in the background. Purchase complete. Alexa. Purchase complete. Stop. Also, wow, that's a good price for ETH right now. <laughs> I was watching it all day. I was like, of course, in the last two days, this thing is like freaking ripped. And, and like, not good for purchasing, I should say. Oh, good for. I feel like ETH does the exact opposite. I always wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, I am right, so well, pleased by this. I am very happy. So now I, we can watch it. We can actually watch this live how many are minted i believe i was just noticing that we did the other mints that i was mentioning where you could burn two of these they are complete so you can take a look at the number of 
the number that we're actually knitted there. I want to be Max Payne Open right. Editions. I don't see. But I just want to come back to this like really quickly and why we wanted to do the, like the team buys an X copy live. Like this is part of the attraction of a live drop. It is part of the excitement that frankly NFTs have. We are saying like, oh, you're just trading things. Like right now I have a dopamine rush. I'm like actually excited. I was nervous. There is a whole process there. And now like a hilarious story of, like, oh, when I bought that thing, we were doing a live podcast. This is one of the things that I know I'll use the word uh, addictive, but hopefully with the, the lower case in the sense that like it's fun and I would probably do it again. Hopefully not at that price. Andrew, that's the last time I'm going to spend one ETH on something. But I think hopefully we conveyed that and captured that. And the people listening to this podcast have probably minted things before, but that's one of those thinking about onboarding for new people type of excitement and experiences that I think Nifty actually gets right there. Like it's pretty easy to onboard there. It's clean. You heard us click done as opposed to, oh, wait a minute. Am I writing to a contract? Oh, the site's a little uh, weird. What do I yeah, cool. absolutely. It's, it is very easy. It was actually impressed me how quickly that went. I forgot what it is like when it is nice and smooth like that. It's like minting on Polygon or something where you don't need to just wait for the gas to get through. So I was looking also at those other additions that I mentioned just to give some context. There, let's see, 21, 34, and 33 of the various uh, pieces. So that was another 88 uh, total additions. So it means that there were another 176 of those afterburns burned. <laughs> so there were a total of, let's see, 276 of those 870 burned. Today's drop of those afterburns significantly reduced the supply of uh, those afterburns. Um, also giving that collector some new pieces to get into that others don't have. So more unique pieces. And I, I think this is a pretty cool drop in general. Nifty does the, you're right. They do a great job with this part of it. The, like a lot of other platforms, these specialty platforms, I would say it's not just nifty. They don't do much to, you know, really encourage the secondary market. It's okay when you've got an artist like X copy and you know, there's other artists too, that have big fan bases and don't run into the same issue, but there's a lot of artists that don't have that. And they may make some incredible art, but there's just no secondary market there. And it's not necessarily just the artist's fault. I think these platforms can do more to encourage a secondary market and make it better for collectors and artists alike. Yeah, I'd say where I've been burned most frequently on Nifty, because I've bought probably a lot more than you have on this particular platform, is first-time artists that have had success in another industry, sphere, or sector and are coming over for the first time because there's a ready-made audience ready to go. Frankly, doing the hard work of saying, let's build community, let's build my my persona in the crypto community and with without that i think that's a big lesson all right quick update there's five minutes left in this mint and andrew you're gonna be like shockingly do you know what it is at i'm not looking at it no 5140 5, wow we're halfway through and i know it will slow down we'll see what yeah. it's been slow it's rate of it's rate of increases is definitely slowed but so that's we just watched 15 million it's like roll. And I'll say the site didn't even hiccup, right? Not so much as so I was, you I know, ran into problems. Hammer. I ran into problems initially when I went on to just check the auctions, but they, they did a quick refresh. They paused the site for about five minutes and they actually added some time to the initial auctions. I noticed without running into huge delays or needing to 
send out notifications. They just did it and took care of the issues. And then the site worked perfectly after that. I was Yeah. Congrats to, congrats to XCopy. That's quite a payday. So I'm just curious, are, when they do open editions here, are, is it limited to one per wallet or are people minting multiple uh, per wallet here? Do you know this, George? It looks. You can keep buying them. Oh, uh, no. Shoot. No. I may have just accidentally. Did you accidentally buy another, another one? one? I may have accidentally bought another one. I was, I'm very used to having to be able to click things and then have a lot, have the confirmation come up from your wallet. Oh my God. Did you just buy another one? So it looks like I yes. bought two of these. Okay. I am not editing this. Be careful what you click. This is a live lesson. And I, here we are. I'm all right with that. Like I said, I think it is a long-term hold. Luckily, I do have the E that I'm okay with that purchase accidentally. I am used to a, my, my wallet where you can click things on yeah, the browser as many exactly. times as you want. And the browser doesn't matter because you need to confirm it in your wallet. And that's not the case where you're nifty. Like I said before, it is a very smooth, maybe too smooth of a process for some of us. <laughs> I love it so much. Good. Probably a good. So if you're listening to this, there may be somebody trying to sell one of the extra X copies uh, on the market. Congratulations. You were probably the 5,811th person to, to buy one. Like I said, I think there is a good chance there'll be a burn mechanism to this at some point. So may not be so bad to have a couple. That's what I'm going to go with anyway. Telling myself it's a good move for the future. I feel like we gave, we gave a good summary of what a, a live mint is, and we'll update this later. Those of you listening at home, Andrew is rubbing his face in a little bit of disbelief, and he has turned a brighter shade of red than I normally see him. He is a little flush, as one might be. Let's talk about some headlines uh, that we were going to share now that uh, the yeah, drama sure. Let's get and excitement is over. A few headlines here. Man, it has been, uh, there's been a lot going on, and it's hard to necessarily keep track of everything. You've got, let's start off with, what you've got here on the top here, George. Sure. At the start, I like following what Dapper Labs, NFL, and the whole ecosystem is doing. And the recent news coming out of the, the block crypto.com is NFL loosens rules, loosens rules around crypto company sponsorships. So this is the sort of, can they buy a stadium? Can they support a team? And it's just going to increase the amount of crossover advertising. Obviously, the Super Bowl was very crypto laden, but this is opening up, I think the team level, if I'm reading this correctly, the, the team level types of promotion and relations. Yeah. I saw this and you know, I noticed that they said that it can't be used for merchandise or experience or, or exchanging for that sort of thing yet. So it is just advertising. So they can't have direct, direct correlation with these assets yet. So I think they're trying to keep them away from things like NFTs for tickets, but I think it is a you know, start and hopefully we start to see even more there. So, One more nuance in here actually also is that the NFL allegedly, I don't know how they track this, according to some reports, spent 600,000 lobbying the SEC and various government agencies on blockchain technology. So it's interesting to see like the lobbying efforts to move and adopt crypto coming from a lot of different sectors. Yeah, that is interesting. Very, that's uh, a lot. And that NFL tends to, to do pretty well in getting their way. All right. You want to drop the big news? Sure. Yeah. We've got big news from Yuga Labs, the creator of Bored Apes. Got all sorts of big news from them. Let's see. They've raised $450 million 
in a, I guess it's actually the seed round. So this set a record for the largest ever first seed round. It was their first funding, first outside funding they take, they had taken. This is at a $4 billion valuation. This is big. They took this, it was Andreessen Horowitz leading the round here. I think they were, they were the biggest investor by a pretty good margin. I don't know exactly who else was in there. I did hear of a lot of NFT influencers and NFT traders that were also involved in this round. They made a point to make sure that anybody that was investing had to own a board ape in order to, to even be eligible to participate in this round. They're, it's, this is big. It's huge money. They also own the, the CryptoPunks IP as we've uh, discussed. So, you know, they have a good chunk of the market now. <laughs> yeah. Valued at 4 billion after that investment, it is pretty massive and we have having here there, they also have a drop for a teaser, the other side. What's that about? Yeah. So this leaked on Friday night around, I think 10 PM uh, Pacific time. So not a time that you would think that they would uh, be putting out a video. It seemed like it leaked out and, or maybe it was a little bit earlier that than that. And then they put it out officially after that, got the official version out there. So this video of rendering 3d rendering of the apes, but then they've, they are joined by Let's see, a CryptoPunk driving this uh, spaceship. A, there's a crypto, I'm, I'm sorry, a, uh, a cool cat in there, a Cryptodes, a, let's see, I think there's a doodle so in nouns, there. I see a nouns in there, a I think. nouns, yeah. There's, so yeah, so they put a handful of projects in there that caused uh, a lot of speculation. They, this was done to the version of the other side by the doors. They said, see you on the other side. And I believe it said coming in April. So not a ton of details, but later on there was a, another leak. So I don't know what's going on at Yuga Labs or if these are potential leaks, you'd think they would find a way, a better way to get these out there or something. But there's another leak that had some of their slide deck alluding to, or not alluding, saying that they want to build a metaverse. So I think we are seeing a Yuga Lab metaverse on the way and they are bringing other projects with them. Big, they want to play with other projects, not just their own. Sounds like they will integrate with, with the projects they mentioned in there, I would think, as well as projects, some of the bigger projects that maybe don't have IP restrictions. Yeah, it's interesting. And of course, ApeCoin was announced as well. You know, I think we're going to dedicate a whole episode to like understanding the, the power that Yuga Labs is now going to be building with ApeCoin. It initially dropped, I think it was like March 18th, 17th, 18th, and it immediately shot from $8 to 16 and now that seems to be hovering at $13, but more shocking is the market cap. And I'm reading this number, right? It's 2.2 billion and it's like the 60th coin on the overall list. So that's pretty impressive. My yeah, thought was that it was just going to pump and drop off a cliff uh, so far. That does not seem to be the case in our first uh, sort of week of it, but we'll say I have, I have not gone near it. No, I haven't either, but yeah, I think you're right. We need to talk a lot more about this. There's a lot going on here and it, it's certainly had effects on a lot or a, just a, every part of the NFT ecosystem at this point. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the DX copy coming under fire for the, the one each. We included that link in the show notes and I think that's an important note. And also the final tally, cause it just closed 7,394. That means 22 million 
$1,000. Wow, I did not think that I would be off by that much by being under with well, my guess of 5000 Well, you did juice the numbers by I did, yeah. You could see I was really just trying to help really myself win. Should have been 7393 the inside scoop. The momentum was really shifted by my second purchase there. The big extra move by Rand. Hilarious. All righty. I think we can park it there unless you got anything else for us. No, I think I'm good. I think we, we've got more to talk about soon, but I think that's good for today. All right. I'm going to go and keep refreshing my profile until my NFT shows up. This is always the, like the part that like, I'm like, oh, when does it show up? When does it show up? Am I sure it's going to show up? Cause I didn't see it on the blockchain. Cause it happens. It's a pre-process. That's how they do it. So smooth. gasless. It's pre-processed and it doesn't show up right away. Now you're like, I'm pretty sure I did it. I got a confirmation. All right. See you out there. All right. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.